Every creative has their own voice. It's powerful, it's unique, and it's yours because you found it. This is a podcast for creatives to be themselves. Now, let's be honest. Sometimes we can't hear our own voice because the voices of others seem louder than ours. This is a safe space where you can be the voice. I am your host, Michelle Unveiled, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Be The Voice. We are kicking off season two with the OPP series. That's right, Other People's Podcasts. Now, there are so many amazing podcasts out there, but for five weeks, I want to share with the listeners what's on my playlist. So let's get to it. Today, we have a conscious creator that has the intention of bridging the gap between men and women in this distorted culture she refers to as Wonderland with her podcasting platform. It is my pleasure to introduce Michelle Ronan. She's a creative director and host of the Relationships Through the Looking Glass podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, Michelle. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. I am just really excited to talk with you today. And we got a lot to talk about. (laughs) I'm excited to get started. Yes. So we are now in season two of Be The Voice. And we are kicking it off with the OPP series, Other People's Podcasts. And I am actually having some of my favorite podcasts that I love to listen to featured on the show. So I am excited to have you on because I am so loving your show. And so we're going to just dive right in. Okay. I definitely want you to start off by telling the listeners how the name of this podcast even came about I think I remember from one of the earlier episodes that it was based off of the looking glass theory, but just tell me a little bit more about how this all came about and we'll just take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for having me on. And you're absolutely right. The basis of the show is relationships and not just any relationships, but the unique relationship between black females and men. in in trying to work together to become a unit and not separate and fighting against one another, where we see a lot of that is being pushed in mainstream and the culture and society where it's us against them and it really shouldn't be that. So the basis was how do we work towards unity? Because we're stronger in strength with numbers and when we're together. So as I was doing research, the theory called the looking self, the looking um, glass self theory, basically meaning you act according to how you feel other people perceive you. So mm-hmm. you're really living a role that other people create from what you think people will accept you as. So with the looking glass self, the looking glass, that title, I've always been a big reader stories all the way from childhood on to now. And Alice in Wonderland has always been one of my favorite stories because there's so many different layers to that story, even though it was written for a child. If people really go into that book, 
and look at the characters and what they're saying and what they represent, there's so many layers to that just in how society is so distorted. And it really just paired really well. Plus, it was going to be easy to market because almost everybody knows Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like the marketing part of me and the trying to educate people in a way that was easy to digest and not too complicated and dense. And that's how I came up with the name. I love that. I love that. And you have such a unique way of educating and informing your listeners, because I got to say, a lot of the episodes that I listen to, y'all, I have, y'all have me laughing out loud. <laughs> like, I mean. You know what's so funny? <laughs> I literally had this conversation this morning with one of my, um, he is, he does 797 Renaissance and we're on a 30 day challenge right now. And I was making a statement and I was like, I'm not really a funny podcast though. And he said, Michelle, you're actually hilarious. And I was yes. like, hey, Yes. <laughs> so he started playing clips from Goodfellas about, are you laughing at me? It was, it was hilarious. So that's funny that you said that as well. Cause I'm like, I have dry humor and I'm very sarcastic, mm -hmm. but that's just who I am as a person. But he was like, yeah, it's, it's funny. And I was like, right. I never really thought of it. That well, way. you know, the funny thing is, you know, so what makes a good podcast for me? It, you know, it has to be relatable, right? And so that's where the humor comes in, where you're able to find a little bit of yourself on each and every episode. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, you might not even want to admit it, but it, it you, you on there. If you listen yeah. in, if you listen closely, <laughs> you can find yourself on one of the episodes, I'm telling you. And so um, I know the other day I saw a post on your IG and I just hollered. It was the one about uh, the post-traumatic stress or what? what is it? <laughs> Like if you dated a guy yes, in Atlanta or Atlanta, Illinois. New Orleans, <laughs> uh, Gary. Yeah, we had a whole list. You might be able to get some support through post-traumatic relationship stress syndrome. Oh, and that that's what it was. Actually, it's actually a real thing. Now, I, obviously that part's a joke, but post-traumatic relationship syndrome is actually a real thing. So it was great because I was able to use humor to kind of bring attention to an actual real concept. And that's what right. I really try to do. And what was so hilarious is that, and I'm, I had to look at that post like several times because I'm like, this is so accurate. <laughs> like, right? Every city, like, cause clearly I've dated from Gary, Indiana, like some of those cities, I'm like, oh my God, am I still affected by this? <laughs> Like, right, and I'm sitting up here, Miss. I'm sitting right here in toxicity right now because I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> oh my gosh, just in the whole river. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I mean, my first marriage was 15 years, and he was from Gary, Indiana. And then now, my second husband, we've been married five years. He's from Gary, Indiana. Oh. So, yeah. So we got more to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, when I saw that post, I said, oh my God, this is so funny. And then to realize, wait a minute, um, this is a thing. Yeah. Let me just, let me look into this. Like, it really makes sense, you know, because how we respond to past traumatic situations, you know, this, it, it totally makes sense. So tell the listeners a little bit more about 
um, post-traumatic. I'm, I always want to say post-traumatic. Traumatic stress, yeah. Yeah, I, I keep getting yeah. those two mixed up. So I don't even want to mess it up anymore. So, And, and I'll give the <laughs> explanation about where the difference comes in. So with post-traumatic stress disorder, that the difference is avoidance. So when somebody is suffering the symptoms of post-traumatic stress, they tend to avoid whatever the trigger is to cause the behaviors. Now with post-traumatic relationship stress, you don't avoid relationships, but when you go into them, you might exhibit some of those same symptoms like hypervigilance, um, numbing out, having mm. uh, flashbacks and triggers, the same types of um, behaviors that you would see with post-traumatic stress um, disorder or syndrome, but that avoidance characteristic is not there because you're actively going or in a relationship, but yeah. the triggers in the in the stress that occurred or the trauma that occurred from previous relationships are now impacting your current one because you haven't healed or processed the trauma. Mm -hmm, that makes sense. So would you say, so someone who maybe shuts down during difficult conversations, right. is that mm -hmm. someone, is that like a symptom? It could possibly be if it's because they experienced something traumatic to where they feel they don't they don't have the coping skills or coping mechanisms to have this conversation so they they fear it or they just don't want to deal with it so they avoid it so the avoidance of certain behaviors you would absolutely see as a potential um factor when you got when you have that as a as a stressor wow that is interesting and i love what you've done with your show it's not like you said you're not on here like a group of women just bashing the men. Like you're looking at every angle, every perspective and having different, you know, you'll have different people that will come on and share experiences. And it's not just one gender versus the other, you know? And so- and that was so important. <laughs> that yes. was so important because here's the issue is a lot of we'll, we'll get all together and we'll say, well, they do this, they, 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 they. But if we're not bringing whoever they is to the table, we're not going to get anywhere. So mm -hmm. I make it very, I'm very deliberate in having men a part of the conversation and not just men from certain one area. I try to reach out to get males from different parts of the country because people have different viewpoints and it's really a conversation starter. So it's like, okay, we've heard this and not saying anybody's way of thinking on the podcast is accurate, but the goal is to get a conversation started in your own circles to, to kind of move the goalposts forward in, in making our relationships healthier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you had um, you had one show about, um, you know, should you be friends with your ex or, or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I was the unpopular. I was the unpopular uh, opinion yeah, on that one. <laughs> see, I probably would have got kicked off the show too, because <laughs> I, <laughs> no, seriously, because we got a whole blended family situation. And so my husband, he has three different baby mamas. Mm -hmm. Well, one of them is his ex-wife. So he has two baby mamas, an ex-wife, but let's just say three mothers we're dealing with here. And so in a co-parenting situation, to some degree, you do have to have, you have some to- Some type of relationship. Exactly. <laughs> now, you know, in the beginning parts of our marriage, of course, we're still learning so many different things on how to navigate around this. So there was some challenges um, in certain situations, right? 
But after it's all said and done, I truly think that it is possible. I think it's yeah. necessary, honestly. And you have um, to put aside your ego. It, it, and that's what it comes down to. Now, if it's an abusive relationship, that's completely different. But if it's a if it's just for the sake of the kids, like my 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 ex-husband and myself are better friends than we've ever been while we were married. But for the children, it makes it an easier process when they have when we have to have you know visitations and things like that, and there's no negative talk about the other parent because we know for the kids, there's studies that show that the relationship between the parents has an impact on the kids. Mm -hmm. So it's like you really have to be focused on what your intention is and who you're putting above and prioritizing when you're looking at that. That is so true. And it's such a sensitive subject, kind of, right? <laughs> <laughs> because I can easily see how it can be abused. And if there's trust issues, even starting out, well, obviously, I mean, so it, every situation is different, but I think I'm more on the lines of it really just kind of depends, but I, I right. think it can be a healthy situation for all. Absolutely. And I'm, I agree with you. It's really a case by case basis. And like I said on that podcast, I'm absolutely not friends with all my exes. I can probably count them on one hand, if even three fingers, but I'm not somebody who's like, I, everything I do with relationships is based off of a friendship. So maybe yeah. we just don't make good remote romantic partners. That doesn't mean that we're not good friends. But I mean, exactly. I was saying what the other other individuals were saying, like, absolutely not. And, you know, everybody has their own opinion. I'm, I'm yeah. not shut off to it, though. <laughs> So the way your show is, I know there must be some times where maybe you just flat out didn't agree <laughs> with someone's like perspective. Like, what is that like for you? Are you, do you keep it pretty neutral or are you, how, what's your style? Do you yeah, kinda... I keep it pretty neutral because I don't okay. want to push my opinion on somebody else because I don't know their story. I don't know what their back history is and they might have a very legitimate reason why they feel the way that way the same way i feel the way i feel so when we go into it just like that friends episode i knew i was not going to be on <laughs> on the on the majority side even though i got somebody another male to to kind of balance it out before we went into the conversation it wasn't an agree to disagree like you agree to that it's kind of like how i deal with politics like just because you don't believe what i'm believing and vice versa versa doesn't mean we can't communicate and get this information out because just because just like you have your view people are going to align with you and there's going to be people who align on this side and that's completely fine because the goal is not who's right or wrong it's just to get the conversation started that's right that's right you know, I've listened to some podcasts that really should have that same mentality, but you can tell when it's not like that, it'll turn out into an argument, like a full blown, yes, like full, screaming yes. match. You're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What just happened? Like, let's come on. Let's agree to disagree here. We're not going to all be on the same page, but let's have a, a thought provoking discussion here. So exactly. I love it. I love it. Wow. So like how are you going to do like 
another season or are you just gonna keep it going but because well, i got actually, we're some things to oh good i can't wait to hear your thing yeah i we're got some things i want to suggest in the suggestion yes, box i got some hot topics <laughs> i love it i'm loving it so we actually wrap up our second season this month so we have an episode coming out this weekend about domestic violence in the black community that was a hard one. Yes. That was a hard one for me to do because the numbers were, were shocking to me. Oh my God, yes. Um, like, I, it took a moment, um, but we were very lucky to have an amazing male um, podcaster who was able to give a male's perspective in a very vulnerable, very tender subject moment because honestly the most dangerous person on the planet for a black female is a black man and that should not be mm. you know that should not be so but we have to have these conversations to get the topic circulating you You're know right. so after that episode we have our live episode and then we close it down for the holidays so we'll we'll do we're going to be called they're going to be called the in-betweens so it's in between episodes between season two and the starting of season three next year. Um, but it won't be like so structured. It's going to kind of be fun topics in, in just maybe once every two weeks. So everybody can kind of enjoy their holidays. So we'll start season three going into the new year. So the in-betweens will be November and December episodes. Okay. I'm glad that you brought up the um, domestic violence being that October is... I've listened to so many different shows um, about domestic violence um, honoring this month. And it's just really, gosh, every time you hear a story, you can't help but like put yourself there, right there. Um, and you and you feel it and you understand it. And, you, and gosh, I'm glad that we are having these conversations and that people are healing and making their healing a priority. Absolutely, because I tell people all the time, I do this, this work and I'm in the field of domestic violence and trauma, but anybody can be, become a victim because all somebody does is just get in a relationship with somebody who turns out to be an offender. And anybody can do that because in the beginning, they are, no, they are not showing you all their bad stuff. They're showing you all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. So by the time it turns... It, it it really can happen to anybody. And that's another part of the dialogue. It's not those people who get into those type of relationships. The only thing a victim is guilty of is just loving the wrong person, yeah. being vulnerable with the wrong person. And that can happen to anybody. I like that, that you're having these really, really thought-provoking discussions on relationship and trauma and how to heal to, you know, to have better relationships. And that's another thing is relationships for people, we're humans. We are based off relationships. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even the most introverted person who are people who I don't need, you actually do because it's a part of our DNA to connect it doesn't mean you have to connect with tons of people. You can have very mm -hmm. small amounts, but that's what we're made for is connection. Ooh, okay. Now, so I have some questions. Okay, so I know in episode seven, you were talking about, I think it was accountability 
um, <laughs> in relationships. And so you bring up an interesting point about, you know, having some people, you know, um, but you got to have the right people, yes. right? Because what I thought, this was the mistake that I made. And, and honestly, I made it in my first marriage and then I did it again in my second. So what I thought accountability was, was, okay, I have my family. I can always, you know, when I hit some rocky parts, I can call my family and vent to them and, you know, have that safe place. Uh, uh, it's like, it's like not, not so much. Like, I don't think <laughs> family is, I don't think they make great accountability partners because they're not going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to forget. And it's like, oh my gosh. So when you get to a point where you're strengthening your marriage and you're trying to move past, you know, past trauma and heal and get through, you know, some tough spots, then it's like, they're still holding those grudges. Yep. And it's just mm -hmm. like, man. So when you speak of accountability, um, share with the listeners what your thoughts are on, you know, a good accountability partners for relationships. I know we have to be accountable to each other, but for outsiders, people outside the relationship, are you talking about like a trusted friend or what? Yeah, absolutely. So and I tell people, it's kind of like if you're a coach on a football field, when you have to do a certain play, there's very, there's certain players that you're going to use. So say you have a relationship and you have a friend and you know that friend is just going to cuss him out, going to cuss you out, going to call you all kinds of names if you try to fix this. That's not a friend that I would pull off the bench to address this situation. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, I know, and then you have friends who will never see what you did wrong and everything's always the other person. And that's fine and dandy, but if I need to work on myself, I need somebody to be honest and say, well, no, Michelle, yeah, you probably shouldn't have said it that way. So that's probably not a friend I would think to pull off the bench to do that type of situation. And then you you would have friends who are gonna be honest, like, I see where you're coming from. You might wanna look at it this way. What are your, what? where is your responsibility in how this happened? And if you guys do choose to, to work on this, I'm all for it, but I'm gonna be 100% honest with what I'm seeing from both parties. So it's really, you have to determine what your friends are and that their level of access to you. Because if you do have friends who have access to your relationship, who might not necessarily have the best intentions for whatever reason, it's going to have an impact on the success of that relationship because they're always going to be in your ear and peer mm -hmm. pressure is not just for kids you know <laughs> yeah yeah that is so true that that is so true i know i'm a good friend of mine she was um trying to plan like a couple's like panel workshop where like the couples come together and they ask each other questions and I think um, it would be like a good idea to incorporate like some role plays and how to handle like certain situations and really have some really good training on communication. Cause like communication is like the downfall of a lot of relationships. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't know how to, or they just choose not to. And it's, a, it's kind of like, I don't know what to say, so I'm not going to say anything and avoid the conversation and that does not work <laughs> spoiler alert that doesn't work that, right or, it's, just, it's gonna come back it's gonna come back those issues yeah. will be back yes it, 
or you have people who are very um, aggressive in how they speak and it might be because that's how they learn to speak or talk when they were younger that's what they saw so that's what they do but it takes that again accountability to say okay this isn't working so we need to find out what does and you have to really understand how somebody loves and how they receive it because that's a big one too just because i love in a certain way that doesn't mean my my partner receives it that way so having that understanding is extremely important as well oh okay are you like the love languages yeah the love languages i really feel people need to just kind of look at that i mean i'm not saying go out and run and buy the book um but be aware that everybody doesn't express love the same way and they don't receive it i'm yeah. not somebody who is big into people buying me presents i'll buy you presents because i just that's cool but for me it's i don't like that i like words of affirmation tell me i'm doing a good job tell me you're proud of me so if somebody's not doing that and just buying me stuff i'm not gonna feel loved and that relationship's gonna suffer so i it's definitely an understanding that not everybody speaks the same love language or receives it the same way yeah that's good that is so good i am i am definitely looking forward now i don't want you to give me any spoilers but yeah. i i <laughs> I can tell you just from conversations I've been having with friends and acquaintances, the issues they're having, I, I, I got some content that they would probably be interested in, including myself. <laughs> this, this, I would love to hear it all because my goal is I want people, and I tell them every time I go on somebody's show, I want one day somebody to send me a message or something saying, something I heard on your podcast we were able to fix our relationship or we were able to go in deeper with something that we heard that you said or I met this guy and we listened to some of this stuff and we're getting married like I want to have some wonderland marriages oh it's ever. coming oh it's coming <laughs> I'm telling you now you have a blog too we have a website now the blog see you must be psychic because there is going to be a blog that's going to be starting up with season three we're going ah. to be making it more multifaceted so it's not just going to be audio there's going to be videos on the youtube that are going to be aligned with the topics just like we have a playlist with the songs that are aligned with topics and then we're going to have a blog so we want to be able to kind of reach out no matter how somebody receives information that they're getting the information Okay. Yeah, because I find that <clears throat> topics about like relationships and sex and, you know, people enjoy reading certain things or may not feel as comfortable to go on a show or listen because, you know, it's just some of the, it's just only certain types of topics. I, I think a blog would do really good with this type of content. I agree. And Dagnabbit, that's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to I'm it. I'm actually thinking about, I know I wanted to, to jump it off with season three, but the topic that we just did about loving a survivor, there was so much content in that, that I was going to go ahead and do like a, just a, pre, a promo, a premiere type of post to introduce the blog because the, the dialogue we had was so authentic. Mm. that I feel people who might have been traumatized or is it or is in a relationship with somebody who's gone through that could benefit from where 
look, you don't have to listen to a whole podcast. You can just read these points mm-hmm. and take something away. So I'm definitely looking at that. And since you brought it, you just said that that's confirmation for me. Hey, now that's, <laughs> that's good stuff. You know, um, I can only imagine. I know that each each person would have to have a great deal of patience and empathy and just, I mean, oh my gosh, like there's so much, there's so many layers to that. <laughs> it is, I mean, it's not just relationship trauma. It could be historical trauma. It can be community trauma. You yeah. know, when your, your husband or your, your boyfriend comes home after being pulled over from the cops, you know, that's community historical trauma that, our community has to deal with and there's you can't overlook it because it's a part of the relationship trauma when you're carrying those bags it is a part of the relationship so it has to be addressed wow let's let's just put it all out there and so i'm gonna just go ahead i'm gonna just go ahead and throw a little something out there and you know maybe in one of these future episodes but i would love to hear something about red flags you know, we did. We have one. You do? Which, called, which episode yeah, called, is that? It's called Flag on the Play. And it's talking about red flags, yellow flags, and green flags. So we didn't want the whole episode just to be about neg- the negativity or things that you see to, to tell you to back off. We wanted to end on some high notes. Like, what are some what are some behaviors that tell you this person is worth the challenge? Because everybody's going to have their stuff. You're not going to find somebody who's perfect. Mm-hmm. But there are behaviors that you really need to consider if this is something you want to move forward with. So, yeah, that episode. Gosh, I'm running. Yeah, it's uh, let me see. Yeah, now that I now that I think about it. Yeah, here it is right here. It's episode 13. Yeah, yeah. With Darius and Chris. And there was some, there was laughs there. There, there. I th- we have laughs in every episode. I think we even got some chuckles out of the the black love domestic violence in our community. Um, just be, I think just because of my satire and my sarcasm, but I really feel that when people hear a topic and it's something that moves them, the change is not going to happen in these big huge organizations. The change happens in intimate communication in small circles and that's what i'm hoping kind of like a butterfly effect right so uh well before we go i definitely want you to share with the listeners how we can stay connected with you because i see that good things are coming our way awesome thank you so much so there's a few ways you can find us you can find us on instagram that's probably where a lot of our engagement happens and that's the looking glass podcast we also have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. Both pages are just through the Looking Glass podcast. And then we are on the web at www.thelookingglass.fans. And that's so it's not .com, it's .fans, F-A-N-S. So you'll be able to learn more about all the guests who have been on. You'll get little tidbits about myself and the other two co-hosts. And that will also be where we are um, housing the blog once that starts as well. So www.thelookingglass.fans. And we also have a playlist that's on Apple and Spotify and it's called the Rapid Hold Playlist. Okay, okay. Well, I will definitely be checking that out too. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your gifts with our listeners. And we just got to stay connected. 
absolutely. I'm ecstatic. When you reached out, I was like, yay! Because <laughs> I think all on your Instagram page. I was like, yes. And then I just love, I love your name. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, until next time. Thank you again. Welcome to Through the Looking Glass. This podcast takes a look of how our perceptions of ourselves and the world around us impacts how we relate to one another. The goal is to use the looking glass theory as a foundation while we discuss societal, cultural, and mental health concepts that allow us to build authentic relationships as we become authentic to ourselves, attracting the connections meant for us. So sit back, relax, and join in on the conversation. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember, you are the voice.